0: one fuck one fuck one fuck one fuck one fuck <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah hello. And welcome! And welcome. welcome. Welcome! Welcome to another episode of the Last One in Podcast. I am your host, Jarj and with me today we have Robbie. Hello. And then the rare occasion that we ever get here, Sam is in studio. Hey! Ah, I'm
1: here. Not doing it like
0: over Skype or Zoom on her phone or whatever.
1: In my closet, so I came out of the closet today. Hey. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs>
0: Celebrate that. Yeah. E would not like that joke. <laughs> uh, which we should say E is not here today because our original movie plan was I'm not going to say which movie it was, but it fell through. And so E had already seen that movie and he did not want to watch it again for various different reasons. That one fell through. We will be doing it again at some point, hopefully soon. Uh, I may have to sacrifice one of my other movie slots that I had planned for it to get it to work. We'll see what happens. So there is a last minute change in film today. Today, we will be looking at a fairly new movie, actually,
2: The King of Staten Island. Um, Yeah, which I've heard of that movie. I've seen some of the promotional items about it, but I haven't seen it yet.
0: Yeah, directed by Judd Apatow and uh, starring Pete Davidson, also written by Judd Apatow and Pete
2: Davidson. Hmm.
0: Yeah. This movie is more or less based on Pete Davidson's life, honestly.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know a whole lot about him. The most that I know is that there's a TikToker who basically says that she's asexual except for when it comes to him. That, Gross. Yeah. He's like the least sexual creature I could think of. The only reason I even know about her is because apparently she went viral and then got canceled 24 hours later. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, I think what most uh, younger
0: people, which I sound so fucking old saying that, would know Pete Davidson by is he dated Ariana Grande for like two months. And because of that, we got the term Big Dick Energy, I believe. So, huh.
1: Wait, this movie is about him?
0: Kind, kind of. It's, it's more or less based on his life. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the we'll man who mo- coined the term Big Dick Energy? Well, Ariana Grande coined it, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to double check that, and this will get completely taken out in post if that's not <laughs> correct. Uh, but if it is correct, it's staying in. Hey. But yeah, we'll get more into how it's based off of his life after we've watched it. Very interesting, though. Very interesting movie. Before we get into that though, Robbie. Yeah, what's going on in your life?
2: Mostly work, man. It's been a it's been a weird week. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like the only thing's really worth mentioning, at least in my opinion, is uh tried working out again after, you know, the little fitness center at my apartment complex being closed for a couple of months. Did they open it back up? Yeah, they opened it back up. Okay, great. Um I tried going at the same intensity that I was going at before. Uh like, you know, because I went like six months, like, right? Five day- like three to five days a week for about six months. Uh-huh. And then I tried going with the same exact energy that I had beforehand. And your arms fell off. No, <laughs> no, I threw up in my shower. Oh, because like, oh, I got like- back home. I was like, OK, OK, I think I'm fine. I think I'm good. I think I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. That's that, was, uh, that was a that was a. Weird situation. Yeah. You know,
1: I just recently threw up in my shower, too, but that was for different reasons. <laughs> actually, I didn't. It was just a joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, cleaning, that was fun. Well, um, I mean, sorry, in the shower, so half the job is done. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> half, yeah. half of it was me just, like, take, or taking the shower head and just kind of, like, pushing it out.
3: <laughs> <Ew>.
2: <laughs> On a less gross side of my week, though, um, I know this is something that probably no one else will care about, but I'm kind of proud of myself that I was able to actually get it to work. Is, Cyberpunk
0: 2077. Uh,
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That weirdly works on my computer. Um, no, because uh, I did like a custom water loop in my computer, and I wasn't able to like you know I had a hard time fitting the actual radiator in there because I got myself a thick boy radiator, right? And um, I ended up putting it to the front of the case because like it would barely fit in there, but it at least fit. And uh, but I was having temperature issues. Like my GPU was getting up to like eighty C, which I think it's like 130, 140 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Yeah, that's really hot. Yeah.
2: And I realized that whenever my arm accidentally touched the case and I burnt myself.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, it was thermal <laughs> throttling all crazy and everything. So, I was trying to figure out, like, how to, or how to like, not have that happen. Because, you know, since I had to, like, rearrange all the fans in order to fit it in the front, like, that sure. was... It made it problematic. So, I, I did find a way to, like, hot rod it into the top of my case. And it barely fits in there, but I got it to fit.
0: Do you have, like a radiator sticking out of the top of your computer case? Like how th- an old, like, fucking hot rod would with, like, the engine block sticking out? <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought it was going
2: to be like that. I did. It's more of, like, a Monster Miata, which, like, a Monster Miata is when they get, like, one of those little Ma- R. It's whenever they get, like, a Mazda Miata, and they fit a Corvette engine inside of it. E- and you cannot tell by looking at it until they pull or push the engine up. But, like, it-, it is just, like, crammed in there. Ooh. But, like, yeah, I had to use, like, some rubber mounting and, like, some washers and some are I guess not custom link screws but like screws that I had to get from a hardware store because I just they're not standard size screws for a computer case and I had to like the top fits onto my computer again like <laughs> wherever it goes in there so it's not like just a radiator sticking out at the top like it actually is covered how it's supposed to be covered but I had to cut some plastic off at the top in order to actually get it to fit in there so it's hot rotted in there and it's barely fitting in there but like I got it to fit so I'm I'm proud of myself for that this one. It's
0: been like a month long journey for you. Yeah,
2: and like my computer has been working within like that month long journey, but it's been like okay, it works. Okay, I'm tearing it apart again. Okay, it works. Okay, I'm tearing it apart again. But like, <laughs> I think I'm finally done. I think I'm finally done tearing it apart because like hopefully everything's... it
3: won't
0: burn you from yeah. touching it from now on. Yeah, like, pretty... Jesus Christ.
2: Because yeah, like most people who are into PCs, 80 degrees Celsius is not that hot for a GPU. Like I'm pretty sure you've probably gotten your uh GPU to get that hot, but like. It created, like, this weird pocket of heat inside of my computer. So, like, the bottom half of it, out of all the things, even though heat rises, was, like, super hot, but the top of it was, like, cold to the touch. Huh. Mine does have, like, the tempered glass side to it, and, like, the bottom half of the glass was hot. And, like, that's I'm saying like, my arm touched against the side of it. It's like, oh, that's that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my skin got stuck to that. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But other than that, still working six days a week, uh, Started listening to a new YouTube channel, which I think is starting to affect my humor a little bit. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> it's K. Like, it, it's a channel of a guy who like basically just mods iPods. But right,
0: you started showing us that. I think yeah. we talked about that a little bit. We need to talk about it show. a little
2: bit. Like, but it just. Very chaotic Australian energy throughout the entire video, and I think that's what, why I enjoy listening to it.
0: Yeah, I can get behind that Australian chaos energy. Yeah, I I have been watching a lot of Australian chaos energy myself with uh, Auntie Donna. It's like a yeah, yeah. I think
2: that's how I got started on telling you guys about it because you started showing us Auntie Donna. They're fucking
0: weird, man. Um, yeah, but you have been going through that computer process is basically as long as my
2: foot's been fucked. <laughs> Which it's finally not yeah. as fucked. Hey, which I guess I guess would be a good segue into how's a, the hostess with the mostest? Great.
0: I will by when this comes out. I will have been working again for a week. Nice. I had to go and get two X-rays and a CT scan and a second opinion from another doctor, but I finally got released for work again. Nice. <laughs> mm. So I'll be going back to my day job,
2: which uh, I'm oddly enough looking forward to some parts of it. Anyway. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of those things that like you hate it while you're doing it, but then whenever you don't have it, it just kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I am a little bit excited to that. Uh, I watched and played, I I watched too many movies and played too many games, which is a weird problem to have. <laughs> um, I'll be talking. I wish ab- I had that problem. I will be talking about how I spent 24 hours of my life this last week on the live show that'll be coming out on one thirty. 2021. That's like a two weeks ago from when this airs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I i have, a, I have a, a trilogy to talk about, actually, of horror films. Nice. Yeah. But Sam, what's up? How are you? What have you been doing?
1: <laughs> I've been doing the opposite of working too much because my hours got cut at work. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been not working that much, which is nice, but like... I also support myself, so... Yeah, you're a
0: strong, independent witch. Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, also, like, stressing, and then, like, even though I'm stressing, I'm, like, buying random things here and there.
0: That's what you do when you stress. That's what
1: you do. That's what I do. To <laughs> <laughs> Give myself some sort of temporary happiness, even though I'll hate myself later because I won't be able to pay my bills. <laughs>
2: Uh, I want to laugh at that, but that hurts a little.
1: <laughs>
2: that's the joy of being an adult.
1: Yes, you can fuck yourself over in multiple ways.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, like half the time whenever Dry is like, why did you buy that? Like, that's that's probably the reason why I bought it. Uh, yeah. I I,
0: don't, I was really sad. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> like, reasons like this is why I have a taco plushie.
0: Do do like that taco plushie, though. It is. Well,
2: <laughs> on that
0: extremely happy note, Sam. Yes. Let's get on to the film. King of Staten Island, starring Pete Davidson, directed by Judd Apatow. I did tell you guys that it was based off Pete Davidson's life. Let's start with Sam on this one. What do you think the King of Staten Island will be about?
1: Well, I did look, a pic- look at a picture of this Pete Davidson person yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's very pretty. Is he? You think so? <laughs> like, I think so. That's. I think of a rat when I look at him. <laughs> Wait, <let me laughs> Look see. at this.
2: I want to see. he's alternative
0: pretty.
1: No, he's like a pretty boy.
0: No, he's oh, like a mix between a skeleton and like a rat king. He
1: dated Ariana Grande, right?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I I do see the rat king thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that you pointed out.
1: <laughs> but he's like still like a pretty boy, sort of.
2: Like I want to say it's like an alternative. Uh, uh, yeah, alternative pretty um, if you will. I like the whole covered know. in tattoos and He
1: has a tattoo of um what's that movie? Mars attacks.
0: They're all his tattoos by the way. Uh, Wait,
1: are these his designs?
0: I don't know. Some of them are probably his designs, some aren't. It kind of gets into that in the movie actually.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is this like some like, I have never heard of this guy before. <laughs> so, like, is it just, like, some sort of random random guy that's, like, famous because he dated Ariana Grande? Or no. Or has he done anything? So I mean, I guess a, we'll get to it in the movie. But He
2: uh, is works he, at SNL. Okay, I was going to say, isn't oh. he a stand-up comedian? But. Yeah,
0: stand-up comedian, SNL cast member, and he has had a bunch of acting gigs and stuff.
1: Okay, so this is probably about this guy. He, like, grew up in the ghetto...
3: <laughs> <The ghetto. laughs> <The ghetto>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or something he probably had like a hard life and he really likes tattoos but also he's funny or something I don't know he probably does drugs and shit like that <laughs> and it's like his... <laughs> pretty boy rat
2: king and his drug problem <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like his journey from becoming that to like a comedian and which he still also has like a drug problem cause all comedians do all good comedian. It's true. So I don't know if he's good or not. <laughs> I've never heard of him, so maybe not. <laughs> um,
2: Robbie, what do you think? Uh, not quite that much. Um <laughs> Like I said, I did see a little bit of the promotional material about it. I I kind of feel like it is just kind of like one of those dramatic humor movies to wherever like, you know, sad stuff is happening but then they throw humor in there to try to lighten up the mood a little bit every now and then. Uh, I'm guessing his tattoos do play a big part of it, just from, once again, the promotional material kind of had some, like, crudely drawn things that kind of are, would kind of go into the tattoos that he has. Uh, I know firefighting is involved in some way, shape, or form. That's spoilers, maybe. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, other than that, I think it's Sad Boy Funny movie.
0: Okay. Sad boy Sad Boy Funny. Just this like is a- he is alternative pretty, he is alternative funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like sad
2: boy funny is pretty standard these days. Like most comedians are just super depressed and like they just find a way to turn their depression into humor.
0: That yeah, actually, yeah. Let let's get into the description here. Okay. It's a a really short description. I actually didn't even realize it was a description <laughs> uh, until I just read it. I'd never read it before. Um it's a movie <laughs> almost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. From celebrated comedy director Judd Apatow and starring Saturday Night Live breakout Pete Davidson comes a bracing comedy about love, loss, and laughter on Staten Island. That's it.
2: That doesn't tell you anything about this movie. I think me and Sam probably did better descriptions of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't seen it.
0: (laughs) So with this episode being a little bit uh, ramshackle, I did not get a chance to watch any of the special features. But I do know some stuff about it. Okay. So we'll get into that stuff when we get into the movie. But a little bit of info on it here. It is 137 minutes, so 2 hours and 17 minutes long. Rated R for language and drug use throughout, sexual content, and some violence and bloody images. I was not expecting the bloody images. I think that's just kind of put in so they could have more rating on it or something. I don't know. It's, the bloody images aren't, like, apparent.
2: I mean, every now and then you'll just see an R-rated movie. It's, like, rated R for some language. And then you'll see other <laughs> ones. It's just, like, rated R for bloody, or for strong bloody violence throughout, strong sexuality, nudity, perva- pervasive drug use. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> everything. It's, just like, a, a list as long as your arm of reasons why they rated it that.
0: Yeah. Um, so this one is actually, with it being newer, it's surprisingly easy to watch places um because it came out in 2020 during the pandemic it came out like two days actually before all the theaters closed and it was going to have like a really really small theater opening anyway but i think honestly this is one of those movies that it not being in theaters may have helped it because it was able to be like hey not in theaters video on demand everybody stay home and watch the thing that just came out um so i think that might have actually helped it a lot so you can watch it in a lot of places hulu premium subscription hbo max subscription uh, YouTube TV premium subscription, Amazon Prime Video subscription, and then you can buy it on YouTube, Vudu, and Google Play for fourteen
2: ninety nine. Gonna say I thought that it was like a Hulu exclusive for a while because that's how I first heard about it. At least it might have been for a little bit. Um, but I since... watched it on HBO Max when I first saw it. Okay, yeah, because I I could have swore it was Hulu because I remember seeing the promotions for it, seeing that it was on Hulu, and going like, "Welp, I guess I can't watch this." But <laughs> Um yeah, it's
0: it's it's basically on everything. Uh it's pretty pretty easy to see if you wanna see it. We will be watching the Blu ray of it today, and uh yeah, I think that's that's basically it. Okay. I guess let's go watch this movie? Yeah. Let's go watch this movie. We'll be back in just a little bit. We are back from watching The King of Staten Island, starring Pete Davidson,
1: the guy I know a lot about now.
0: Yeah. Like, actually, yeah, you sort of do know quite a bit about him now. Um,
2: <laughs> no, quite a bit and still nothing.
0: We should go over what people thought of this movie. Um, we'll start with Robbie on this one. Okay. what do you think, Robbie?
2: Uh, I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it is kind of like a a little bit down to earth movie mm-hmm. but you know i i guess i was kind of right about it being like a sad boy comedy movie because a lot of it is just like kind of laugh through the pain kind of humor yes. yeah yes but in a way that like it was like i said better than i thought it would be like uh the promotional stuff that i saw of it doesn't really do the movie justice like it is kind of as it is very much a slow burn movie like not a not a lot happens but a lot happens at the same time it's kind of weird in that way <laughs>
0: It, a lot happens in a very real-world way.
2: Yeah, it, it is very much like a slice-of-life movie in that way. Yeah. Wherever, like, a lot of stuff happens, but in a way where nothing's really happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just Staten Island being Staten Island in a weird way.
0: Yeah, it's just this, like, four-month chunk of this dude's life, basically.
2: Yeah, pretty much, but like, it also kind of, like, it does that whole thing wherever, like, it just kind of starts out of nowhere and then ends out of nowhere, but kind of in the same way of, like, like you said, just seeing a, a chunk of some guy's life, and it does move in a very fluid motion like we complain a lot about a lot of other movies that they don't do time very well this one i feel like it does you feel like you are watching like four months of a guy's life and it does feel very fluid in the way that it's moving yeah it's not without its flaws but all in all i i really enjoy the movie yeah uh, i think there
0: are a few problems with it nothing that i think like It's nothing, like, hugely damning or
2: anything like that. Like, it's nothing that I would say, like, don't watch this movie because of X, Y, and Z. But, like, it's just, like, you know, if we had to nitpick at it.
0: Right. Which we'll probably get there. Yeah. Um, What do you think, Sam?
1: I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I don't really, like, see anything, like, wrong with it. But I'm curious to see what you guys say. I don't know. I thought it was really funny and entertaining. Had a lot of good humor.
0: It is extremely funny. Like I went into this, like I started watching it at, like eleven o'clock at night, a couple weeks ago is the first time I saw it. Honestly, it was a very recent discovery for me as well. It's a newer movie anyway, but I started watching it on HBO. So it was like, hey, it's there, <laughs> so I, I started watching it, and I was kind of immediately sucked into it. And it's really lighthearted way of per- of, of showing like dark humor. Yeah, yeah, like it says. Really awful things in a very fun and lighthearted way, so they don't feel awful. In a way that's kind of our sense of humor as well, I think, which yeah. works. Yeah, like, it works really well in this movie. Actually, <laughs> um, I actually enjoyed this movie enough to where I really didn't like Pete Davidson before watching this movie. Like, I don't, I don't really like him on SNL at all. I hated seeing him in my fucking Google News every day about things with Ariana Grande.
1: I never heard of this person. Why is he in your
0: news? <laughs> I don't know. But like, I really didn't like him. And I thought he was super obnoxious and annoying. And then I watched this movie. I was like, okay, maybe he's an all right guy. He's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess a a quick rundown of this movie's plot, which is honestly a, a fairly simple plot, all things considered. Uh, Our main character, Pete Davidson Scott, I believe his name is in the movie, um, lives with his mom. And he is sort of a bum, and he has a bunch of stuff clearly wrong with him. Even he just says it openly, like, I'm fucked up, like, I'm a bum, like, why would you ever put me in charge of anything? Um, And you see him with his friends and basically trying to figure out his life, and his mom starts dating a guy who his kid, he tattooed. Or tried to tattoo, he started to tattoo him <laughs> on a beach in the woods or something.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny thing is, I actually have a similar story of meeting someone through a similar situation. I was, woods? Yeah, I, I was literally at were a were you the ha- kid
0: or the tattooer?
2: Tattoo, well, kind of both. Uh, what? person what? was 25 getting tattooed, but it was the same of like this hurts too much, I can't do it kind of thing. But literally, like someone is getting like someone had a tattoo gun in uh, a friend's kitchen it Was like, Hey, I'm giving free tattoos. Kind of thing. And like someone is like, I'll get a tattoo. And then they realize that it hurt too much and made them stop. And so they have like a pencil thin crescent moon with like maybe three stars <laughs> on them. Because like they just couldn't get it finished because it just hurt too bad.
0: Yeah. It's almost like there's thousands of needles plunging into your skin every constantly. second.
1: At that point, you just have to like fucking suck it up and get it done because then you're just going to have this outline of some shitty ass. Yeah, and that's that's
2: exactly what she has. She just has, like, this outline of a crescent moon and, like, three stars. When I say three stars, like, three little crosses where the stars were supposed to be.
0: Hmm. Awesome. I'm sure she doesn't regret that at all.
2: Weirdly enough, last time I talked to her, she was just like, you know what? It makes it for a fun little story, so I don't regret it. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure.
0: Um, So, the rest of the movie is following pretty much our main character, Pete Davidson, uh learning how to be an adult, like yeah. getting a job and functioning in society and trying to get along with his mom's boyfriend until things happen. He ends up getting kicked out of the house and he has to grow up and learn a whole bunch of things about his father. Um, his father was a firefighter, I sh- should probably say. Who, he was a, father, a firefighter who died when he was seven years old. And so he's had that thing lingering over him and it's kind of given him anxiety and a bunch of drug problems and all kinds of stuff because he's just not really been able to deal with it. He never really did deal with it uh, since he was a kid. And him basically coming to terms with taking responsibility for himself, really, is honestly what this movie is ultimately about.
2: Yeah, Um, it is very much a person who doesn't want to take responsibility and he doesn't want to do anything with his life. Being forced to take responsibility and do something with his life.
0: Yeah. And then this is where we're going to talk about the real world thing. Because I mentioned before, it's heavily based off of Pete Davidson's actual life. He's been in a whole bunch of Hollywood movies. He is a cast member on SNL. Uh, He has a stand-up career. He still lives in his mom's basement. Really? He dated Ariana Grande, and he he still lives in his mom's mom's basement.
1: basement. Is that why they broke up? You it's, should know you you've seen all the articles. Um, this.
0: From what it seems like, <laughs> it seems like he was just very immature and unable to move on. And you know, she's sort of a super rich star and strong,
1: independent woman.
0: Uh, it was a whole fucking. I'm so, I'm shocked in a way that you haven't seen any of this because it was a weird no, PR fiasco. I don't. She made a fucking hit song about it. You've probably heard the song.
1: Eh, probably not. There's I don't remember the lyrics though, so
0: I don't know. It. I don't really. Should like I Google her. it? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> no. God. No. But it's like that one taught me love. One taught the me. The thank you patience. next. Yeah. Thank you next. No. Anyway, he's part of that whole thing. One of her boyfriends died of like a drug overdose or something like that. Yeah,
2: that's the only one that I know about is because like I remember uh it was Mac Miller yeah uh the rapper which I was gonna make a joke about I guess she likes to date burnouts because he yeah. kind of like <laughs> I'm not gonna say Mac Miller was a burnout but he had the look of one like he once again you would never come uh, you would never mistake Pete Davidson with Mac Miller, but they both kind of have the same energy.
0: Yeah, yeah, they run in the same circles. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, this whole thing is based on Pete Davidson's life. Still was his mom in his basement. He fucking tricked it out because he's rich or whatever. So it's a really fucking nice basement now.
1: Well, he probably takes care of his mom too. Probably, yeah.
0: And his dad in real life really was a firefighter. His dad really did die at seven years old in a hotel fire that happened on 9-11. Well,
1: his dad didn't die at seven years old.
0: No, no. He, his dad died when he was 7. When Pete Davidson was 7 yes. years old. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um yeah, uh he died on 9/11 fighting a fire on a hotel. Yeah, so it's kind of insane. Hmm. Um all of the tattoos that you see on Pete Davidson in the movie are all of his actual tattoos. All of the stuff about him being like mentally un- incapable of taking care of himself and like functioning as a human and like having suicidal tendencies the movie opens up with him like closing his eyes while he's speeding down a road just kind of seeing what happens i guess Mm -hmm. um it's stuff that pete davidson in real life deals with like the horrible anxieties like he he is on like every page of this script like it's very much his life which is very strange uh to see it's very open i
1: think so yeah it's it's very heavily pete davidson's life for the most part Mm Um, and he deals with all of this shit in a very um, comedian way. Yeah, by yep.
0: doing a lot of drugs and yeah. um, basically throwing himself in the pit of fire to forget that he has all these mantle anguishes.
1: Yeah, um, and then he'll probably just like end up killing himself at some point.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I could honestly see it.
1: Which is always sad, because I feel like people don't always take comedians seriously when they talk about this stuff, because they... Um, usually talk about it in a very jokey manner,
0: right? Because that's how they can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how I
1: deal with it too. So yeah,
0: unfortunately, it's uh, very possible that he might go down that road. He has also started has just turned into a let's talk about Pete Davidson podcast. Apparently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you watch a movie about it's him, about so it him. makes sense. Yeah. It's his movie. He is apparently starting to get all of his tattoos removed.
1: Really? Is because they're really shitty? I don't know.
0: From, like, everything that I read about it, it's not that, like, he dislikes them, but that, like, he thinks to be a Hollywood star, it would help him out to not have the tattoos or something. There's not, like, a solid reason why. It's just...
1: Some people I, mean, just do, I guess. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, I guess uh, one of the Twitch streamers that I watch every now and then, I guess they're getting... or she's getting some of her tattoos removed, too. She's getting some new ones anyways, but she's removing some of her old ones because... She feels like it's kind of like, it's not that she regrets that time ever in her life getting those tattoos. It's just that she feels like she's moving forward in her life. And so maybe this is him just kind of moving forward with his, like th- those are parts of his past. That's just not him anymore, which John? I think that's one thing that's kept me from getting a tattoo. Cause I've talked about getting a tattoo since I was 17 and I 30 years old. I don't have one right now, but I still talk about getting one. Cause I'm indecisive. I don't want to like get a tattoo and 10 years later, regret it kind of thing.
0: Right, like, the thing... I also don't have a tattoo. Sam, do you have a tattoo?
1: No, I do not have any tattoos. I do have multiple piercings, Tons though. of piercings, though.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also don't have a tattoo, and it's not even because, like, I'm afraid of the pain. Like, I know it's gonna fucking hurt like
2: bitch, but
0: I literally just can't think of anything that I like enough that would seem cool enough that I just want forever.
2: Yeah, that's the same with me. Like, there's same. a couple things I thought about, and, like, for, like, maybe a year or two it sounded like it was a good idea, and then after I thought about it for too long, it just... Nah, that doesn't... That seems stupid. And then there's other people who are just like, hey, it seemed like a good idea at the time, and what can I say?
1: I was drunk. Are you going <laughs> to get it removed? Nah, no, I'm going to keep it forever. <laughs> oh, okay. Some people are okay with just having dumb things on themselves yeah. that they yeah. like. We I grew mean, up if they with like those people, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. went to Job Corps. Well, I didn't go to Job Corps with the guy. I knew a guy at Job Corps. Uh, he was part of the welding program. He just had Tattoo in big, bold letters on his
0: <laughs> That's kind of awesome, actually.
2: <laughs> like, there's that. Uh, I know another one who he got, he literally got the mom tattoo. Like, you know, the heart that says mom on, in the middle of it? He right. got that tattoo. And, like, his whole thing is like, come on, who doesn't love their mom? Diane's a classic, right? Yeah. Everybody knows that. And that, that was his thing. It, it was very classic. Like, you watch those 1950s cartoons of, like, a cartoon character getting a tattoo and it's the mom with the heart on it. It's literally that tattoo
0: kind of great actually but like
2: i don't know like it's just they seem kind of dumb but at
1: the same time it makes sense right some people don't take it as seriously because right maybe they just realize hey it's fucking you're gonna die anyway this shit is gonna rot off
0: i mean that's true you're not wrong
1: insects will eat you and you'll turn to goo
0: man this episode's getting cut a lot huh (laughs) (laughs) baby (laughs) um back to the movie Uh um. So, yeah, I think, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie, we can talk spoiler-free, and then after that, we'll give a spoiler warning. Okay. Uh, honestly, not a lot
2: happens. Well, that, like I said, it's a lot does happen, but doesn't happen at the same time. Like, I guess starting off with, like, it basically starts off with a bunch of stoners talking about this and that in, the, in you know, Friends Basement. Right,
0: being stoners.
2: And, yeah, and being stoners and just, like, talking about this and that. Like, none of it really matters. Like, there, well, there's one part that really doesn't matter, because it's part of the main storyline, but they just kind of seamlessly put it in there like it's just part of the conversation like no like nobody's really saying anything to make a point they're just talking
0: right uh, it's friends having a conversation you're getting to know these characters as as an audience member you're getting to know these characters and um, what feels like a really natural way to be introduced to them actually like all of them seem like they could be lifelong friends honestly like I think all the performances here are just really solid yeah we learn in the beginning that uh, Scott, our main character, I think that's his name.
2: Yeah, Scott. Okay. Yeah. Um, have the cast cool. up right here.
0: Cool. <laughs> uh, Scott, our main character, uh, just has a really hard time with commitment in any kind of way. Uh, Even when it comes to relationships, like this girl that he's known since they were in fourth grade together, they just occasionally bang and have a really good time and hang out all the time. And he just can't commit to her. Which is like one of the big through lines through the whole movie, is that he just can't commit to
3: literally
2: anything, honestly. Right. Well, between that or, like, his sister going off to college, too. Like, he kind of just blows it off like it's not a big deal, even though she's, like, trying to connect with him and, like, trying to be a good sister and, like, hey, I, like, you know, we had a fucked up childhood, but I'm still going to miss you kind of thing. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care.
0: And yeah, he's like, why, why are you even bringing this up now? Like, literally, in our entire lives, you've never cared about me at all and now you're bringing this up. Like, why? <laughs> it, it, it turns out that she's just extremely worried about her mom and that he doesn't, she doesn't want his crazy to go too crazy. Yeah. And basically fuck her life up.
2: It's one of those she feels like she might be the glue that's kinda of holding them together and with her gone it's just gonna go into pure chaos without her. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: one thing one character that I really liked was the mom. Um she has like this weird energy about her and no joke, Robbie. I, I don't mean this in any offensive way at all. She reminds me so much of your mom.
2: A little bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> Like, just the way that she, like, carries herself and talks. Just, I was like, this is fucking, I'm not going to say her name, but this is your mom all the fucking way.
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit less East Coast, but I can right. see that a little bit.
0: Yeah, like, it's just.
1: I can see that, yeah. yeah
0: right? <laughs> it's just insane. So, I think the big, biggest takeaways, because honestly, this movie is not very heavy on plot. It's extremely heavy on jokes and sequences that are really, really strong. Um, which is something I'll say. I really do highly recommend watching this movie for, the like, comedy bits. It's an extremely funny, dark comedy movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Not like British dark comedy. It's not dry comedy, but it's dark. It's dark subject materials it, that are being joked about.
2: It's weirdly realistic in the way that they deal with a lot of their comedy.
0: Yeah. For the first three minutes, you really are just watching Scott and his friends hang out, really. Like that's More or less. the first three minutes of the movie. That's like the first act of this movie is just watching them hang out.
3: Mm-hmm
2: um just watching him hang out and like talk about how no one comes to staten island like yeah staten island's the best like why would we ever leave but like no one ever comes here well one person thinks it's the best um
0: scott's like almost girlfriend but not girlfriend but friends with benefits person kelsey yeah she thinks it's the best and everyone else is like this place is fucking garbage of course nobody's gonna come here <laughs> uh like you can see it's like uh scott Benchings, he's like, you can see the fucking trash pile
2: from outer space. Like, no, who would want to come to Staten Island? <laughs> I don't. It kind of gave me the same vibe of like, almost us hanging out in high school, growing up in like a small do nothing town. Yes, where we would just like kind of walk around and just waste time because there was literally nothing better to do.
0: Yeah, it's all you have time to do is waste time. Yep. <laughs> not much else for you to do there it does honestly it does kind of give me that vibe maybe that's the reason why i also like it too
2: yeah i was about to say that might be one reason why i this i find this movie weirdly charming is because it it does give a very good sense of like that small town teenager feeling only these teenagers are now burnouts in their 20s
0: yes exactly (laughs) that's the difference yeah
2: Um, to be fair like the town we grew up in there are burnouts in their 20s but tons of them yeah. it's
0: almost exclusively that yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um not that dark subject matter yeah a lot of dark <laughs> subject matters here
0: i think honestly from here on out we kind of do have to talk spoilers because there's just a couple of moments that i personally want to talk about yeah in the movie and they're all past the 30 minute mark if we're being honest here
2: so yeah i guess go a little bit more in depth for the storyline for spoilers and everything yeah like first 30 minutes he is just kind of like talking with his friends and being a stoner burnout in his twenties with them and everything. And then his sister graduate, Um, his sister graduates high school and she goes directly to college afterwards. And he just kind of doesn't see it as a big deal, but she does. And like his mom tries bonding with him, but it's just not really happening. Cause he doesn't really want anything to do with it. And he just wants to do whatever he's doing. Like he finds every excuse that he can to just not grow as a human being throughout most of this movie. Yes. And, um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, while they're hanging out one day, this little kid comes up while he's tattooing one of his friends, which his friend gets a spider web that says, unfollow me on it. With a <laughs> knife through it and yeah. a skull. <laughs> yeah.
3: Makes I mean, no why fucking not? sense. Why not?
2: <laughs> yeah. That'd be another one of those like, oh, I don't know. I might keep it kind of tattoos. That somebody <laughs> yeah. Get. Uh, yeah. And like this nine year old boy comes up. and He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And like they call him over and like they're like just talking to this kid and they ask the it like, hey, you want to get a tattoo? yeah I want to get a tattoo let me get a tattoo of the Punisher okay we'll give you a tattoo of the Punisher like uh just you know weirdly enough I can see that happening in a like in the town that we grew up in yes actually Um, (laughs) but um yeah he draws like one line on the kid's arm the kid freaks out and runs away and then his dad finds out about it his dad brings the kid to his place and starts yelling at his mom saying like you know why the fuck would you let your kid do this to my son like you know, and they get into, like, this huge old argument about it.
0: I just, I like the reaction when Pete Davidson character walks out. Like, he's called out from his room. They're like, get out here, Scott! He walks out he's like, oh, fuck! Yeah, he immediately recognizes he ought- it. Yeah, he automatically knows how
2: he fucked up and what happened. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that. He goes in yelling. Uh, you know, he's in trouble with his mom because of this. And Oh, I should also say, like, he's now working as a busboy because, uh one of his mom's friends was just like, yeah, you can go work at my restaurant. Yeah. It was like a way of just kind of, you know, my son's a burnout. Like he needs some guidance, help him out kind right. of thing, which I think I got that a lot whenever I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, that that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's like working at a, or as a busboy while this is happening and like going back between like, just kind of working as a busboy and like just kind of being a burnout with his friends. Yep and then that happens the dad ends up realizing are, uh, yeah sister's off to college uh dad uh goes back and he apologizes for yelling at the mom because it wasn't her fault and then asks her out for coffee and then they start dating in secret mm-hmm. like behind his back and then after they start dating for a while it goes uh he lets her know or she lets him know sorry that uh they're dating. He freaks out because she's dating another firefighter whenever his dad was a firefighter and he's not okay with it. Uh does everything he can to like in his stoner ways to get this guy out of the picture, but none of it really works until they end up just having like a clash together. Uh talks to the guy's ex-wife uh to try to get some dirt on him. They yeah. end up getting into a fight over it. Uh the mom kicks both of them out and then with him having nowhere to go because he kind of just pushed everyone away from him. Except for his friends. His friends are in jail now because they tried robbing a pharmacy. Yeah, there's, because that whole
0: scene is so fucking good. Yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> it's so dumb, but I just started thinking once again about the guys that we grew up with, and I was like, yeah, I could see them doing something stupid like that and going to prison for it. Wanna
0: fuck, wanna fuck, wanna fuck, wanna fuck, wanna fuck. <laughs> oh
2: my God. Yeah, we should talk about that scene because that scene was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, just because like, it wasn't his fault that they got caught because like, the people that caught them were already in the building.
0: Right. So and- there's, there's this whole thing that's set up. There's a couple scenes that set it up through the movie that his friends want to rob a pharmacy and get a bunch of Xanax and stuff like that because they want to have free money And then they're, like, going to save up a whole bunch of money from doing this because they don't have to buy the drugs they stole them. So it's just pure
1: profit. It's just pure profit, man. Like, why wouldn't we do it? Also, the friends are just, like, drug dealers. They just sell drugs. Yeah, they're just drug dealers. They work. (laughs)
2: And there is that scene earlier on in the movie where, like, some guy just comes up to the window and, like, hey, can I get six Xanax from you? Who buys six Xanax? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so they have this whole thing set up. Like, one of their friends' uh, dad owns the place or something like that. And so he gives them the key, they go break in, they start getting everything, and they tell, like, Scott, like, hey, just sit outside, just be the lookout, and if anybody comes, just say you up. And he's like, why would I say you up? It sounds like I want to fuck you. Like, just say it, that's the code, okay, just text me you up. And he's like, okay, fine. So they get in there, they start stealing everything, and then, of course, the owners are there, and they have guns, and they won't listen to anything that the robbers are saying, obviously because they're robbers.
2: Yeah. And
0: they tried to get out, but one of the guys locked the door behind them when they went in because he didn't want anybody to sneak in behind <laughs> them, which is so stupid, but it's great. It works. It's so definitely w-
2: stoner logic.
0: Yeah. And so they locked themselves in there, getting shot at. And
1: meanwhile, outside, um, Scott, that's his name. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's just like playing mobile games and like. <laughs> Playing around. with Snapchat filters, yeah. and... like
2: looking at Tinder, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hears a gunshot inside of the, uh, inside there, and starts freaking out and starts texting you up to his friends, and like every single time he texts one of them, their ringer goes off, and the guy starts shooting towards where the ringer is at. <laughs> <laughs> and like one of them, he just like starts t- texting. You want to fuck? 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 <laughs> over and over again to one of his friends.
0: <laughs> it's really good. It's yeah. Such a good moment.
2: All his friends get arrested and go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is where that but ends up because he was a lookout. He doesn't go to jail.
0: Yeah, At he got well, away. He
1: also ran off. Yeah,
0: yeah, he ran away, got away. Was a terrible lookout. Yes, and that h- ends up leading to more of him having absolutely nowhere to go. And he tries to look up with that girl again for shelter to fuck for shelter. <laughs> really yep. funny too. Um, It eventually leads him to going to the fire station where his mom's new boyfriend or ex-boyfriend now in this case works and asking if he can have a place to sleep for a little while. And so they do that and he like stays there the night and he wakes up the next day and everyone's like called out to a fire that night, wakes up, eats breakfast. And then he, because of who his father was, because his father was this well-known firefighter who was apparently just extremely honorable and was always trying to save people and do the most firefighter thing possible. Um, He's extremely beloved by all the firefighters, apparently. Which, yeah, I, I, New York, I could see yeah. there being a huge respect for firefighters, actually. Actually, uh, here's the thing. Steve Buscemi is one of the firefighters in that station that Scott goes to. And here's the thing. Steve Buscemi was actually a firefighter in the 80s before he got his acting career off the ground in New yeah. York. Yeah. Um, he was a firefighter for four years. A- after the first year of firefighting, it's actually he got his acting career going. And he just kept firefighting while he was becoming a really huge actor. Yeah,
2: he's more or less like a volunteer firefighter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Went off, became a huge star, uh, and 9-11 happened. And immediately, Steve Buscemi went back to his old precinct. His precinct was 55, uh, by the way, and went and helped out immediately with 9-11, pulling people out of the rubble and all of that stuff. So, yeah. uh, Steve Buscemi was also there on 9-11, which
2: is one of those little, Mm -hmm. I guess... Not unknown because like there are a handful of people who know it, but it's not exactly like widely broadcasted because he didn't do it because he was looking for fame or anything like that. Right. He did it because it's just he felt it was the right thing to do. Yeah, it's
0: that's honestly really cool. Yeah, really mm-hmm. really cool of him. <laughs> um, yeah, he's in this movie uh,
2: as a firefighter, which I didn't know that fact, which I thought was really cool because like I noticed him as one of the firefighters, and like it, that automatically clicked in my brain too. Yeah,
0: yeah, same here. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I don't love, like, a ton of Steve Buscemi's movies, but I just respect him as a human being a lot. Yeah. He seems to just be a really decent human. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you get that whole plot point of Scott kind of growing and learning and yeah. uh, figuring out, like, what work is for a little while at this it's, fire yeah, station. Yeah, and it's
2: kind of like one of those he has no other choice kind of thing. So this is, like, it's either this or he, he's homeless. He, like, he has to go sleep in an alleyway somewhere. Yeah, actually. Which, you do get which to see he, a little... He
1: did try to sleep in somebody's backyard. He got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: which, that was a pretty good scene. Yeah. Like, I wasn't yeah. expecting... Like, whenever I saw him just, like, sitting out in the back, I wasn't expecting, like, some random guy to pop out and be like, get the fuck out of my backyard. I'm just,
0: sorry, I sorry, was my house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, that... Uh, but there's that... There is some bonding moments, like, you know, with him just kind of at the firehouse and getting to know the guys and, like, just cleaning up around the place because they're, you know, because his father was a well-known firefighter, like, yeah, he can scrub toilets and clean the trucks and help us paint and do stuff like that. Right, you can do, like, the shit work and you can stay here. Right. um Which, actually, I'm going to say, I think
0: him at the fire station is probably some of the strongest parts of the movie, actually. I'd agree. I agree, yeah. Okay. um Just because it feels so incredibly authentic and you can kind of feel
2: the emotion in Pete Davidson when they're, like, talking about his father in the scenes. He does have very much have that burner person, uh, burnout personality of like, yeah, I don't care about anything, and like you can kind of see him start to bloom a little bit, start to become like more, almost happy, yeah, yeah, in a weird sense, and like it just kind of brings out his personality more to talk to these firefighters and kind of bullshit with them and be kind of part of a family. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's honestly a really, really powerful part of the movie. Yeah,
2: um, and you get to learn
0: more about his father and how he was like also just kind of this this asshole sometimes and he was a real human. He wasn't like this all powerful deity. Like he was raised up to think that his dad was. Um, and I think that probably is something that probably did happen in Pete Davidson's life. Like he eventually did have a conversation with somebody and it was like, okay, my, my father was just a human. Um, yeah. Which I think is a conversation that a lot of people need to have with someone at some point to be like, Hey, like every, every single other person in this world is just another human. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's it,
2: it is one of those things because like I think growing up like as kids we look at it as adults as like these higher beings almost right and it's not until you start to grow up that sometimes it's just very abrupt that you realize that like everyone's kind of fucked up in their own way and yes. it's <laughs> some more so than others but like you know as kids you see like those you see the burnouts whenever you're a kid even like mostly your parents like yeah just don't be like that person. Kind of thing, and then you just kind of realize like everyone's fucked up. Everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes and stuff like that. It kind of it's almost humbling to learn those things growing up. It's kind of scary whenever you're like in your twenties and you realize oh everyone like nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah,
0: nobody has hey, what the fuck going on. Everyone yeah. is just going off of assumptions right now. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> everyone lives their entire life that way. What the hell is happening? I thought you all had a plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like that's actually a really great part of the movie. Um, he eventually learns uh to. I wouldn't say grow up, but take some responsibility
2: for himself. Yeah. It's not one of those, like, he has it all figured out at the end, but he has a start.
0: Right, yeah. He's getting along with the boyfriend, or the ex-boyfriend, who becomes the boyfriend again. Yeah. Um, And, like, he lets him, like, tattoo on his back a whole bunch and all that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of
2: those, I think it's very enduring for the mom to see that, too. Of, like, the yeah. fact that he's practicing on his back, because, like, it gives him the canvas that he needs to actually, like, learn to be a better tattoo artist, because that's... That's another plot point that, like, really goes nowhere in this movie is he really wants to open up a restaurant-slash-tattoo parlor because no one else has ever done Ruby it. Ruby Tattoos days. Yeah. Ruby Tattoos days. <laughs> But, yeah, the fact that he was willing to, like, sacrifice his back so that way he'd have someone to practice on. Right, And yeah. his mom sees that as just like, oh, he sacrificed a part of his body for my son that's enduring.
0: Yeah. Um. And so they start getting along, and it eventually gives him the comfort to go and admit his love to this girl that he's been on and off with throughout the whole movie. And the movie ends with her like going in to take her test to be a civil servant, basically. Um, and he's like, okay, I guess I'll just walk around New York. And then you get a shot of him kind of looking up into the, the sky, which is a shot of where the, uh, twin towers used to be actually, uh, which is kind of just an homage to, uh, again, his, his dad who
2: died on nine 11. Right. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, not a whole lot more you can actually... Like, a lot of it is just people talking, and like I said, it's... D- despite the fact that a lot does happen, a lot doesn't happen at the same time, but...
0: Right. Like, it... it. I would almost call it a coming-of-age story if he wasn't already a grown man. Right. And that's, <laughs> like... The thing I is, mean, is...
1: He's only 24 in this movie, though. Like, yeah. how many 24-year-olds do you know that actually have all of their shit together? Oh. Especially, like, younger millennials, and, like, they probably still live with their parents because fucking shit's expensive, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm
0: I'm 29. I still don't have my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it.
1: I absolutely do not have my shit together, and I'm older than both of you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think it's one of those things, like, I don't want to, like, get on, like, a pedestal about it, but I feel like people with, like, better upbringings, you know, people who had, I don't want to say richer parents, but, like, better off parents usually have a better... Starting point, therefore, it's easier for them to get up on their feet, and those are usually the people you see that go straight up to college because they yeah. usually don't have to pay for it themselves, right? And then, like, by you know, have a career by the age of 22. I think you know, you do see yes. that, like, there are people who have their shit together by the time that they're 20, but there's other people who <sighs> I've known people in their 60s and 70s who still don't have their shit together, like, to the point to where like they're bumming on people's couches,
0: right? Like, I think mm-hmm. ultimately, that's like kind of the best message of this movie is like, it's okay to not have it figured out, honestly,
1: right. like, nobody. Which is something you realize when you get older anyway is that nobody really has their shit figured out, even like older people, like right, yeah, it, it may seem so like on the surface if they have like nice stuff and they have like careers, but like people still have like their own shit to get through,
2: yeah, yeah, which it actually kind of does that with this movie too, because it does kind of paint off the um Ray, the guy that his mom is dating. Uh, they kind of paint him like he has all of his shit together. You know, he has a good career, he has kids, you know, he's divorced, but, uh, he, you know, he's working on himself and he's becoming a better person by dating dating Scott's mom in the movie and everything. And, like, it seems like he has his shit together until they start talking to his ex-wife and then you find out that he has a gambling problem and that he mostly lives at the firehouse because he doesn't have anywhere else to live. So when he's not staying with Scott's mom, he's staying at the firehouse. Right. And so, like, you kind of figure out, like... Even though he seems like he has sh- his shit together, he really doesn't.
0: Right, it's a surface level yeah. kind of thing.
2: I, like think, I
1: think. But. I think everybody is always just trying to get their shit together. That's just what life is about. Yeah, <laughs> You're just trying to get your shit together. <laughs> Some people are better than others.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah honestly, yeah.
1: What, what's
0: crazy to me is when I was like fourteen, right? We, I, we used to be religious, all of us, mm-hmm. at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of us. And we went to a youth group, and I'm not going to name them again because they probably don't want to be shouted out into the world on the internet, um, but That's our fair. youth leaders, when we were going to youth at 14, they were our age. I can't imagine taking care of an entire room of 14 to 17-year-olds. Who gave them that responsibility at 29?
2: I mean, to be fair, they took it from the guy, like, the person that was doing it before them, He, it felt like he kind of had his shit together because he dealt with us. Those- rather well and he was 25 whenever he was dealing with all of us it's insane yeah it's so insane to think about it's whenever he stepped down because he was moving to a different state that they're like you know they said like well we'll we'll give it our best shot kind of thing it's just
0: insane yeah i i could not imagine trying to take care of an entire room of teenagers right now i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't do it
1: (laughs) (laughs) i could probably do it but i'd be like awful i'd just tell him to fucking sit down and shut the fuck up I don't care. Look at your phones. Fucking do what you do. Just like. Do teenage shit. Don't do drugs right here in my <laughs> area. Please do don't. not have sex in my area. Please. To be fair,
2: <laughs> they kind of had that same policy because like that's something that he, I remember him telling us. He's like, it's like, you guys can hang out here, you know, because that's kind of, you know, it's just one of those we needed a place to hang out because it's one of those that made our, probably made our parents feel better that we weren't out, you know dying of alcohol poisoning i mean i don't know about you but
1: my parents didn't really give a fuck about right what we were doing yeah (laughs) you know well you
2: know my mom she worries too much i know i think it's just kind of one of those things of like you know it was a place for us to hang out uh, afterwards but one thing he says like once 6 p.m happens and you go around that corner you are no longer my problem yeah he straight up told us that one day and he's like it doesn't matter if i hear explosions or screaming or whatever else it's not my problem anymore
1: yeah, he
0: was uh, he was real cool.
1: This is like a side thing that's probably gonna get cut out. But I remember one time we were in there and there's this kid that came in there. I don't he didn't like go really. Um, but he just like started rolling joints <laughs> in the middle of the church. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I don't know if me are we there or not, but
2: Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. All of this to
0: say is I think for all intents and purposes, right?
1: Intensive purposes? Intense and purpose purposes. Intense,
0: yes. For all intent and
2: purposes.
1: <laughs> Intense and...
2: <laughs> Incense and purpl- purple stuff. Yeah, yeah. For all purple stuff. <laughs> cool. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a coming-of-age story, really. Yeah. And learning how to take responsibility when you fuck up, basically.
1: Intense and purposes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just I need people listening to know that Sam stuck her hand up patiently, waiting. Like, hey, so I got something to say. I have. I need to say this real quick. She was so proud of this. <laughs> but yeah, this it really is a coming of age story, and like, it's really hard to talk about a coming of age story because for everybody, it's gonna be personal in a way, right? Like, yeah. it's gonna take you back to a very specific time in your life because it's gonna. It's going to either remind you of it or not remind you of it at all and you're not going to be able to connect with it.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why you're probably going to have to cut a whole bunch out of this podcast is because we're just going on a, on all these little random stories of our lives that we can kind of bring back to this movie. Like I said, it does that small town vibe very well. Of like, It does. Of just remembering back whenever I was like 15 or 16 or hell, even whenever I was 19 kind of thing of just like kind of bumming around town not knowing what to do with myself.
0: Yeah, but like I honestly think that that's what this movie is like it's it's two hours and 17 minutes of like this this was how i felt in this time of my life yeah and i think it's incredibly rare and incredibly important when creators do write stories like these honestly because it really is a story that you can only write at a certain age like there's a certain age when you really are in tuned with who you are as a person in these times. Like, coming-of-age stories can't be written by, like, 75-year-olds. Like, it's just not a fucking thing. Because they, they even may think they remember exactly what it was like to be that age, but they don't. Like, it's a very different feeling when you're that age. Right. And being able to watch something and be like, shit, that takes me back to when I was here and doing this. Or, like, it says a lot about about the amount of creativity that that person has to have. Or the amount that they're able to open up and, like, let you into their lives for you to feel personal enough to be able to go back to that part of your life
2: yeah and i think that's part of i feel like a like you said a coming of age or a slice of life story like this i feel like it would be very hard to do a story like that too because you have to put yourself in a very vulnerable state in order to let someone in personally like that especially for a cinematic experience
0: right and like i would say in this movie particular in particular um like he doesn't just show us like all of like the fun stuff like he it's, it's mostly like I'm really fucked up. Here's how all the ways I'm fucked up are and, like, how I can contextualize it and show it to you guys, basically, is what it comes off to me as, anyway. Yeah.
2: Well, it does kind of show, like, here's how like, here's how, and why I'm fucked up, but it's also kind of him going from, like, this is how and why I'm fucked up and this is why I'm not going to do the things that you want me to do, even if I'll grow as a person to do it, to him just finally accepting that he needs to do it anyways.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the movie does end with him accepting like hey I need, I need to move on
2: yeah but like i guess a good example of something like that too is like how he uses his crohn's disease to get out of doing things or the fact that he's a pothead like yeah. i can't do this i'm a pothead or oh i can't eat that or i can't go do this i got crohn's disease or i can't go and do this because of this reason kind of thing and it's making up a lot of excuses to not
1: i to... mean crohn's disease is a pretty good excuse for not eating a baseball hot dog that is fair but like <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good reason <laughs>
2: But that also, um, the whole thing with the Crohn's disease actually goes off into, like, those guys, like, that's the, I want to say that baseball game was the first time that Ray was trying to bond with him, and he was just shooting him down every single way that he could, and that was the very first way that he shot him down. It's like saying, oh, I, ha- I can't eat a hot dog, I have Crohn's disease kind of thing, and then he tries talking about his dad, and he shuts him down, and like, like, oh, yeah, like, none of you guys, like, it basically goes to him saying, fuck all of you, because he didn't want to talk about his dad.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, well, he, he... he was saying, um, uh, firefighters shouldn't have families yeah and Um, yeah yeah, that was his way of saying fuck all of you but yeah it's like it's he's basically saying you're extremely selfish for being a firefighter and having a family because you're just going to end up hurting them by like dying or getting injured somehow
0: yeah like the day is gonna come like when you're gonna kiss them goodbye and you're gonna leave for day and you're gonna come back like that day is going to come and you're you're allowing that to happen by having a family. So you should just never have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that that conversation actually is just really good writing, bringing that up earlier. And then going back to a conversation that they have later in the bar after when he's staying at the fire station with them and they start talking about like Steve Buscemi's character. He's like, you were talking at the baseball game before about how firefighters shouldn't have families. But that's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's bullshit because he's like heroes deserve to have families they're heroes like they deserve to have everything that everybody else does just because they have to suffer and do all these horrible things and i'm sorry i'm sorry that you suffer for it but they deserve that too like it really is kind of like a put it in perspective kind of thing because you like always think about like well there's the like these military families right and they like have a bunch of kids and they like go off and they're like well why are they having all these kids if they're just gonna leave but, like they it, they deserve to have a family, too. Like, they deserve to have that life, too. Like, who are we to say?
1: If anything, maybe they deserve it more.
0: Right. Like, yeah. who are we to say that they can't have that?
2: I feel like that was in a way of his character saying, like, I'm not going to do anything because if uh, I just stay stagnant, and stay still, and I don't do anything, I'm not going to hurt anyone in yeah. the long yeah. run. Yeah. And so, like, that was yeah. his way of saying, because I got hurt, I'm going to do everything I can to not hurt somebody, even if it hurts them to, for me to just do nothing. Yeah. Because it's better than me. Doing something with myself and then hurting them down the line whenever I finally do, whenever, if something happens to me.
0: Yeah. And you, and you see, uh, Scott go through that later. Like, he goes to a college party with his sister at or the college that she's at. And he, like, has a really great time, actually. And he, like, yeah. I, this is the first time I've not felt like singled out or felt like a freak or like people were mocking me the whole time. And it was great. And they have like a 20 second conversation, about, like, maybe you should go to college. He's like, Yeah, but don't you need to be smart? And she's like, Yeah, you need a good GPA. He's like, Well, I didn't even finish high school. Like, I'm just a fucking idiot. i would have to, I wouldn't have to try 10 times as hard to get to the same places that these people are going to get to. Like, why even try?
1: I'm done.
2: And once again, this is him pushing himself back because he doesn't want to grow because he, yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand
1: that on a deep level because I feel like I'm not uh, on that level and I'm, like, too old to, like, do anything, you know.
2: I mean, there's people in their 60s that go back and get their college degree.
1: I know, but it's just, like, the mindset.
2: That's also another whole conversation anyways. But, yeah, that kind of goes on. Once again of how he just doesn't want to grow as a person. Yeah. Like it's one of the like and that's I wanna say like two thirds of the way through the movie, so it's kind of like he's starting to get it, but he's still being resistant to it.
0: Yeah. Like it's not it's probably not even until like the last fifteen or twenty minutes of the movie that you start to see his character really understand.
2: Yeah, like he he starts to really grow as yeah. a character.
0: Which it's again, this movie is honestly really hard to talk about. Like if you've if you've seen a coming of age story before, if you've seen like a garden state or something like that. Like that type of movie, like you kind of know the overall feeling that this movie has throughout it, I would say.
2: Uh, this is going to be a weird thing to compare it to, but I think one good way to like really sum this movie up in just a couple words is it takes a village to raise a child.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kind of
2: the story. Yeah. <laughs> he's 24, but he's still a child. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, 24
1: is so young.
0: It is when you really think about it. It still is extremely young.
1: I mean, I was married and divorced by the time I was 24, but it's still so young. (laughs) I think that made me feel older.
2: Um, I think whenever I was 24, I almost died by a garage door falling on my head. (laughs) Or almost falling on my head.
0: When I was 24, I was seriously considering the merits of being homeless. I was real close to living under a bridge. It sounded all right at one point.
2: I mean, every now and then, I still have to convince myself that if I live in an RV, my mom's gonna hate me. <laughs> That's the main reason I don't do it. Because, like, I look at the place I'm living at now, and I'm like, God, it's so expensive to live here. If I just had an RV and I can live in that, like a Walmart parking lot, like I could actually save <laughs> money.
0: <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, uh, let's go into final thoughts here.
0: Okay, uh, Sam.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really good movie. Um it was really funny. Had good humor. Um
0: I liked the jokes it had. It made me
1: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to say? <laughs> I liked it. Like what? Do you want you want me to go into fucking detail here?
2: Yeah,
0: final thoughts. <laughs> Tell me what you thought.
1: <laughs> I think there is some real um reality, I guess in this movie there's probably a better way to put it other than that <laughs> but sometimes i can't word very well sometimes i can word great <laughs> <But> <laughs> i mean whenever you hate it's, the shit
2: movies that i bring here exactly. you can write an entire essay on it
1: but. i can fucking write essays about shit that i hate it's fucking there <laughs> but like whenever i like something i'm like yeah that's pretty good <laughs> Um, I didn't know anything about this guy before, and now he's pretty funny. Maybe I'll look up some of his stand-up.
0: Now you know everything about him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, he's too good for Arianda Ariandi Grande, by the way. Whatever the
0: Don't phrase. even know her name. What is <laughs> Ariandi <laughs> Grande? Is that what you called her? <laughs> Ari- Andy Dandy Grandy. <laughs> Ariana Are <laughs> you fucking say? Ariana Grande? <laughs> Arianna Grande. Ariana Grande <laughs> I fucking
1: said it multiple times earlier. <laughs> listen to it fucking check the tapes thank
2: you <laughs> <laughs> the movie though by the way once again i did really enjoy it it was a nice like little slice of life like i i still feel that uh takes a village to raise a child is probably a good example of this movie but i think this also kind of falls under the category of like personally i get a lot of like where this movie is coming from therefore i like it for that reason because there's a lot of like I see a lot of the scenes with him and his friends, and them, you know, just kind of being stoner burnouts. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I knew that guy. Yeah, I knew that guy. Like, oh, that was me at one point in time. Yeah, kind of thing. And like, kind of, it's movies almost weirdly nostalgic in that way. I have no idea how big Staten Island actually is, but it does do like the small town feel of like nothing really happens here. Mm-hmm. Kind of vibe. It does that really well. Um, it is almost like for it being a dark comedy, it's almost wholesome at some points in time with some of the stuff that happens and like kind of the shine that you see that comes out of him towards the end of the movie of like, you know, maybe I'm actually getting better at this. It's a dark movie, but it's almost hopeful at the same time, which I really, I really like that they were able to do that. And the fact that he's able to put himself in such a vulnerable place to write a movie like this is pretty incredible, honestly. And so like, it kind of went from, yeah, I really, the only thing I knew about Pete Davidson at, uh, before this movie is that there's some girl that went viral on, or went viral and then got canceled twenty four hours later has a crush on him. That's pretty much all <laughs> I knew about him before this. Um, but yeah, like I, I would look up his stand up and like maybe even some of his SNL skits and stuff like that after watching this movie. Like all in all, it it was a pretty solid movie. I'd give it. Mm, I'm struggling between like an eight or a nine. Like I actually really did enjoy this movie. Eight point five. I'll go in the middle.
1: All right. Did you give it a score, Sam? I did not. But. Um, we never went to the, um, part where he was a busboy and at the end of the night they all had to fight for their tips, <laughs> like actual fights, oh, yeah. Yeah. like fist fights. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, how do you make and, your work entertaining?
1: And he never won he's fucking got punched yeah, he's out right he's bad away. at fighting. He's bad at fighting. He's never bad. good at fighting in the entire movie. Yeah, even when he was really angry when his uh, mom brought uh, the new boyfriend into the restaurant. He was he was really angry and he just he went down right away. Yeah. <laughs> one punch each time. He, one punch by a busboy
2: who was half his size.
1: And I, I will also stand by the fact that he is a good looking guy.
0: I agree, he looks like a rat king.
1: He does kind of look like a rat king, but like
2: <laughs> It's
1: one of those you know, if he gained some weight. He'd, he'd probably he'd... be like a model
0: rat king. Yeah, you know, if he had less tattoos, he could be a model rat king. Yeah. yeah. Less,
2: oh, it's one of those like Honestly, I could see him being up there with like the Hollywood pretty boys if he gained some muscle and he lost it and yeah, lost some of the tattoos. Like he would probably be like one of those pretty boys. Give it three Hollywood.
0: years and a couple stints in rehab, and he'll be our next Marvel superhero.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I mean, look <laughs> at some of, of the other
2: people are making Marvel superheroes out of.
1: He sort of reminds me of um, what's his name? The guy that paid, played Pennywise, and he was also in um, Skarsgård? Yeah, Skarsgård. But what he? What's his first name? Mister. <laughs> Mr. Skarsgård. <laughs> and his brother is also in true blood.
0: There's a lot of Skarsgårds.
1: I know. There's, And they're all very good looking. Very handsome. Mm,
0: yeah. No, actually, I will say they are extremely handsome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård.
1: Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of that. He's sort of like very tall and thin and like sort of awkward, but also very pretty in a weird sort of creepy way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: imagine somebody going up to pete davidson like you're like really hot in a way that like i wouldn't like
2: be in a basement with you at the same time though <laughs> <laughs> like if i saw you at a dark alleyway i'd probably run the other way but man i'd be like as i'm running away it'd be like he's
1: he's kind of good looking but man have you ever modeled before <laughs> but um yeah i'd give this movie i guess uh an eight all right
0: and then on to me i guess uh i did mention that i had some negatives with the movie uh, I think the runtime. It's too long.
1: I kind of agree. Yeah,
0: because...
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I enjoyed it, but I still feel like it...
2: Yeah, like, uh, well, I was going to say, because like, I think Liz even asked towards the end of this movie, like, how much longer is this movie? Because it felt like it was going on for quite some time. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, it's enjoyable the whole way through, but at a certain point, you're like, I've been sitting here for a while, haven't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that realization like, just pops in.
2: <laughs> it It's almost like that same realization if you've been playing a game all night long, and then you look outside and like, oh, shit, the sun's rising. Like It <laughs> yes. kind of had that same feeling, but it's only two hours.
0: Yeah. um, Which is insane. The original cut of this movie was three hours long. They cut yeah. out 45 minutes. I don't even know what that version would fucking look like, honestly.
2: But yeah. I mean, hopefully more like random jokes. Like a lot of the random jokes really hit in there too.
0: Yeah. It seemed like there was a good amount of improv with like the friend group and stuff that worked really well. Yeah.
2: The um, friend group worked really well. Honestly, uh Bill Burr and Pete Davidson worked really well together. Really, really yeah.
1: well. Yeah. I thought the kids were great. They yeah, were the kids were, yeah, the kids they were The kids were super cute actually.
0: <laughs> we didn't even talk about the kids. Yeah, the kids were really great. They were super, super cute kids. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like they actually with the kids they had a dynamic to where like they just like let the kids talk and do whatever they wanted and Pete Davidson just worked off their energy. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Which yeah. if they did that, like that shows that he's a really good improv comedian too.
0: He he got to SNL. Yeah. So you got to be good at something to get there. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, like, it's its honestly a movie that you're able to watch uh, in a lot of those same ways, like, in Garden State and stuff like that, to where you're able to watch, and it takes you back to a time when you felt that way. Um, I think so few movies are able to successfully do that and portray that emotion and be able to pull you back into that emotion in a good way, in a way that, at the end of it, you're able to pull yourself back out and be like, whew, not there anymore, all right, cool, moving on. Um, <laughs> I think it does a really good job at that, honestly. It's an incredibly good movie, and it was a huge surprise to me. Because, like I said, I went in not liking Pete Davidson at all, and I came out being like, maybe I need to pay more attention to this guy. Um, yeah, it really is kind of a, a star turn moment for him in a weird way. And uh, I really liked it. I give it a 9. Super, really, really good movie. Actually. Yeah,
2: 8.59.
0: Yeah, yeah, really good. Well, Sam, if people want to get a hold of us, where could they do that?
1: You can do it on the Twitter at the last ones in podcast or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can look us up on Facebook at the last ones in podcast or something like that as well. Just search it. You know how to, you know how to search, you know how to use the internet, I'm guessing if you found us. Yeah. yeah. So, um, also Instagram, which I manage it's yeah. go follow <laughs> the last ones <laughs> in podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Sam would be the most thankful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the last ones in podcast on Instagram, but you could also just use like the search function. Yeah. or hashtag# ha- last, the last one's in podcasts Yeah, on Instagram. Um, if you want to email us, it is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last ones' in at gmail.com. Yeah. The last ones' in at gmail.com. You're like,
0: you're like 2.5 seconds away from like singing it.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. You can search it. Well, you can't search the email, but you can just email it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. <clears throat> uh, send us your favorite memories from being 24. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie, take us out of here.
2: So you're going out and about, make sure you wear a mask. Make sure you wash your hands. We're still in the middle of a pandemic, but we're in together. We'll get through it together. Make sure you wear a mask. Make sure you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Stay six feet apart. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. Stay safe out there, guys.
0: Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week with our normally planned episode. Uh, have a good one. Talk to you later.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: I guess I can try my Coke Black coffee really quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to try that here with the whole... Because me and Dry were talking about this beforehand. Apparently, Dry really likes it. I don't know if I'll like it, but I guess we'll see. Coke
0: Black with vanilla in it. That's actually not bad. Yeah, it's, it tastes like black coffee in a uh, Coke. Like, yeah, lightly it ta- carbonated.
2: It tastes like vanilla Coke, mm-hmm. and then has, like, an aftertaste of coffee. I liked I, it. I don't hate that. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: Recommend.